0: This is a Willits Point-Shea Stadium-bound 7 express train. The next and last stop is Willits Point-Shea Stadium.
1: This is the Subway to Shea podcast. Anthony Rivera here with you talking about all the news and happenings surrounding that team from Queens, the New York Mets. You can follow the show on Twitter at Subway to Shea. Listen to the show on Anchor.fm, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Radio Public, Breaker, and Pocket Cast. Please do me a favor and take a few minutes to write a review, and let me know what you think of the show, what you like, what you dislike. I want to know all these things so that I can make this show better for you because it's all about the Mets fans. Now, I know I just did an episode a few days ago, but breaking news happened last night, and it's not good, folks. Not good at all. Well, let me set what happened here. So last night, I'm in a... Mets Facebook group, and I see something about a post of, will Jared Porter be fired? So then I had to go on Twitter and check out what was going on. Apparently, ESPN report from Mina Kimes and Jeff Passan, released at 11 p.m. Monday, stated that Jared Porter was caught with illicit photos sent to a former sports reporter. And I thought to myself, well, that's it. That is it. Jared Porter, done. Had to be fired. And I know that Sandy Alderson said that they would take a look into it. They wanted to see all the facts. Wake up in the morning, and we have a tweet from Steve Cohen. We have terminated Jared Porter this morning. In my initial press conference, I spoke about the importance of integrity, and I mean it. There should be zero tolerance for this type of behavior. Sandy Alderson went on to say the New York Mets have terminated general manager Jared Porter, effective immediately. Jared's actions, as reflected by events disclosed last night, failed to meet the Mets' standards for professionalism and personal conduct. There you have it. Jared Porter fired from the New York Mets, his Mets career over his baseball career possibly done as well. This is a tough one for me because I I can't, Describe, and that's why later on in the show, we are going to have Elizabeth Moratori, writer for Rising Apple, a uh, New York Mets fan-sided website. She is going to come on because I feel like it's not right for me to do a show by myself and give this story justice. You need a perspective of a woman, especially one who works in sports media. So she's going to come on in the show shortly, and we are going to get into this. Situation because it's not good. And it's not LOL Mets. It's not same old Mets because this goes all the way back to 2016. All these events took place in 2016 while he was still with the Cubs. Not only that, he then gets hired by the Arizona Diamondbacks. So when does this stop being, you know, all on the Mets and now go back to investigating? the Cubs, and the Arizona Diamondbacks. Heck, maybe you might even have to look into Theo Epstein. I'm not saying he was involved, but you're going to have to take a look into this because he came with him from Boston, went to the Cubs. I mean, this is not all on the Mets, and I do truly believe that the Mets did not know about this. Their vetting needs to be way better, but I truly do believe that they did not know about this. And it stinks Because there was so much goodwill built since Steve Cohen took over as owner, brings in Sandy Alderson, then they bring in Porter, and they bring in Zach Scott for the front office, all the press conferences, everything was said correctly, Steve Cohen's on Twitter, interacting with the fans, and we're all loving it, you know, the Mets get mccann They get Lindor and Carrasco. They're making moves. You know, Trevor May. They're making all these moves and everything just seems right. And then this brings you back down to earth knowing that not everything is going to be sunshine and rainbows for this team. But this is not LOL Mets. This is not the same old Mets. No Mets fan should feel that way today. This is a terrible situation and it was dealt with quickly and swiftly and I give... Steve Cohen, a lot of credit for putting the kibosh and firing Porter immediately. I am going to get more into this story with my guest. So, joining me now on the Subway to Shape podcast is Elizabeth Moratori. She writes for Rising Apple, a New York Mets site on the fan-sided network, and Girl at the Game, both baseball websites. She also edits the newsletter for the Internet Baseball Writers Association of America, the IBWAA, and she is a lifelong Mets fan. Elizabeth, uh, how are you doing today?
0: I'm doing well. Um, you know, it's in terms of sports media, it's been pretty exhausting day, just seeing all the different tweets and and everything. There's definitely been a lot to digest.
1: And I uh, said this earlier today, I said I could not really do this story justice today without the perspective of a woman, um, especially one who works in sports media like yourself. So I really appreciate you coming on and uh, talking about this subject. I know I would rather us talk and be excited about what's going on with the New York Mets. And then this happened today. And uh, what I'm talking about is the firing of Jared Porter for uh, sending out salacious pictures to a female reporter. What were your initial thoughts when you heard that story?
0: Well, um, I guess my very initial thought before I actually read the article was that, you know, to be honest i even as all the positive news that's come out about Mess's off season has progressed i still felt like i was slightly waiting for the other shoe to drop in some capacity and i feel like you know it definitely has with with this news and and i'll say you know i along with everyone else was super excited about the jared porter hiring initially i wrote an article for Rising Apple, um, Basically, you know, showering him with praise based on the press conference that I and everyone else watched and took notes on, and it, it's it's just really upsetting because then you know when I actually read the article, it it made me wonder, you know, this this poor woman's story is is terrible and horrifying, and she ended up basically leaving the journalism industry because of this encounter. But you wonder. A, there could be other women that he has done this to. We don't know that for sure. I'm not accusing him of anything, but it's possible and they may not have come forward. And B, you know, this is obviously the, the fact that I'm seeing all these women on my Twitter timeline coming forward with different anecdotes about things that have happened to them, watching Instagram lives of other female sports personalities that I follow sharing similar stories. It's really heartbreaking. And, you know, it, it does make me. It does make me think about how I, I love sports. I love writing about sports. But I also felt like as soon as I saw the story, my first instinct was I need to write something about this for Rising Apple. Um, I just felt like I feel like whenever news comes out, my first instinct is to figure out how I can put it into words. And I, I tried to do that um, as best I could because I felt like it, it was a responsibility that I had as someone who writes for a nest site to put something out in a timely manner that reflected authentically how I felt about the situation. And not only about this immediate Jared Porter situation, but about several other incidents that have happened with the New York mess over the last like 20-something years, especially um, within the Wilpon's ownership. There there are a lot of different kind of really unsavory uh, situations to uncover um, and that have already been heavily reported on that I included in the article. So it was really upsetting. It reminded me that you know, just because someone is good at their job doesn't mean they're a good person to everyone. I saw that swept on Twitter by several women today. And, you know, just because baseball people laud someone's ability to evaluate players doesn't mean that they should absolutely be hired for the job. If they're a bad person, they shouldn't be hired for the job, I think. So it's unfortunate that this came out the way it did and that the Mets had to bear the brunt of it when the Cubs and Diamondbacks should also be um, duly questioned as well for and investigated for how he acted uh, with those organizations, given that he spent a lot more time with them than he did with the Mets. Um, So yeah, that's definitely a lot of different things to consider with the story. It it really felt like, and, and I'm sure hopefully other good things will happen for the Mets this off season,
1: despite this
0: firing, but It definitely put a damper on the overwhelming positivity of this Mets offseason, for sure.
1: Yeah, it kind of felt like it was all too perfect at the time. You know, all the press conferences, everything was said correctly. Uh, They were making all the signings, the Lindor trade. Everything sounded great and then this kind of, you know, it reels you back into some sort of of a reality that, you know, not everything is perfect. And um, I'll also admit to you and to everyone that I praise the Porter signing as well. Even when med fans were asking and asking for moves and trades to be done, I just said, just trust the process. I believe in what Porter can do. And especially after all the good things you heard on Twitter and, and from his colleagues about, you know, how he has handled the team and he may be the next Theo webstein and the next great general manager and just everything sounded great and now you are brought to a reality that you know no one's perfect and he definitely made a mistake he he made his bed and he's gonna lay in it now and it's just a whole sad state of affairs you know the mets being a part of it is you know a depressing part as well but i think more importantly Then, you know, the Mets, like you said, is the female reporter. Now she's not even reporting in baseball anymore. She's not even a sports reporter. She went back to her country and she didn't want to, you know, I don't even think she's taking any legal issues with him about what he did to her. And it's just sad for her that she leaves. And this puts a, a damper on women wanting to be in sports and and. And take these jobs. It's frustrating to see, and I know you're very frustrated about it as well.
0: Yeah, and you know a good point that you mentioned about kind of the the glowing reviews that Porter had received upon his hiring. Something that was pointed out today in Sandy Alderson's press conference by Hannah Kaiser, who writes about baseball for Yahoo Sports, who asked him point blank, "Did you consult any women when vetting Jared Porter?" And he said, "No." And maybe someone would have given him a little bit more information that would have. I guess, revealed a, a greater aspect of the story if, if they had. We don't know that for sure. Maybe no other women in the industry knew about it, it's possible. But it just goes to show that, like, again, these glowing reviews are all coming from the same type of people. And, A, there needs to be, and, you know, there needs to be more women hired at senior executive levels in, in baseball teams, sure. But, you know, those women aren't just like dropping out of the sky. There needs to be, in teams need to, A, have more female interns at a lower level. They need to do more outreach to women in, like, local schools, journalism programs, all of that. All the encouragement for women entering the industry from the beginning needs to be there from Major League Baseball and the baseball team so that they can, can actually have qualified, talented women moving up the ranks. You know, like Sandy was saying, there really aren't that many women in positions of power throughout Major League Baseball. And like I said, they're not just going to drop out of the sky. They have to develop somewhere. And so the, the problem doesn't end by just hiring Kim Ang, the Miami Marlins general manager, after the Mets interviewed her in 2018 and didn't hire her in favor of hiring Brody Van Wagen, who, as I pointed out in my article, has approximately almost three decades fewer of front office experience than Kim Ang did. So, you know, the Mets have been involved in, in kind of perpetuating this problem before. And it's, it's really unfortunate on, on a lot of different levels. And it's hard problem to solve because it is so ingrained. And, and it does make you wonder. You see other sports, even, and I'm not touting like the NFL as a prime example of gender equality, but there's other sports that have female referees, female coaches at the major league level. And baseball doesn't have any of that. There's no female umpires. There's no, there's hardly, there's no female before this year, there were no female coaches um, at the major league level. And so this problem and clearly is in the media industry in baseball, but it's also all over sport in many different avenues. And I'm sure women in many other avenues of the sport who have been the kind of single digit number of trailblazers would have similar stories as well to, the, to this female reporter.
1: I feel like baseball, it's been losing steam for such a long time and – There just doesn't seem to be enough women, enough minorities, to even, you know, get more fans in to watch the game. It's very set in its ways, and and people don't want to see change. And there needs to be a lot of change in baseball. Obviously, like you said, you know, Kim Ang isn't going to change it. I mean, we've had the Me Too movement as well, and this stuff is still going on. The female reporter, who now is not even reporting anymore... Who knows how many that Jared has done that to, to be honest. I mean, even looking at his responses to, uh, I think it was Jeff Passan, and it's like lies upon lies. Unbelievable how this all turned out.
0: Yeah, no, it really is. I guess the one one positive of the way the story was reported is that there was really nothing to debate about whether it happened. ESPN had all the evidence, all the facts, and Jared Porter admitted to it. So in, in that very, like, in, in that respect, at least it was a very definitive, you know, the Mets didn't have to debate the fact before firing Jared Porter. They were out there in the article. And so I'm glad that allowed them to make a really quick decision in firing him. But there's so many women who, and, and you know, I'll be honest, like, I, I've only been writing about baseball for a couple of years. I've never been inside of a clubhouse and, and thankfully have never dealt with anything on the level of what was reported. Uh, in this story, but seeing women that I greatly respect and admire in the sports industry repeatedly sharing their stories, it, it's heartbreaking because it does make you wonder, something like this might happen eventually, and I might have to be prepared for it. And that's, that's an unfortunate thought to have when you're trying to pursue your dream, is that you are aware that other people have dealt with really unfortunate situations that I have to be at least mentally prepared that could happen. And the fact that that's what like, pretty much all women who want to work in sports full time have to at least consider mentally is, is, really, is really sad. So besides
1: hiring more women in baseball, what are other ways that you see or you would like to see take place in vetting this kind of behavior out?
0: Well, I mean, I guess for starters, do what they didn't do when interviewing Jared Porter and make sure you are vetting him from a diverse perspective because if you're only vetting him from people who are like him, then they're probably going to have a similar response. So when in terms of hiring employees, definitely that comes into play. Um, And again, like I said, I'm not blaming them necessarily for not having known about the story because to be frank, I don't think this wasn't out there really for public consumption, but other than a very, very small number of individuals knew about it before yesterday. So it's not like they should have definitely known that this occurred, but in terms of like, trying to evaluate the character of front office hires, I do think vetting them from, from a diverse perspective is really important. And also, you know, making sure that, A, you're at least trying to hire a diverse perspective for your front office, too, so that more of those people can be in those positions of power to be vetted for other employees. I mean, they're, these people are all serving as references for each other, and so you have to have those references in place somehow. And, and it starts with, like I said, making sure that clubs are – Maybe doing a better job, like I said, of having more women interns, like college interns, or just hiring more women at entry level, so that they can they have a chance to work their way up. and And there's so many women out there who are really passionate and dedicated and very intelligent about wanting to work in sports. They're they're all they're out there and they're applying to jobs and they. They need to be given a chance at lower level down, so that they can work their way up to be in positions of power. But there's no shortage of firing baseball, uh, firing women baseball employees. There's absolutely no shortage of that. And it, it can't be an excuse for, well, for not hiring them because they're there.
1: There's been a lot of, you know, chatter on Twitter about, you know, LOL Mets, same old Mets. This is, you know... You know, new owner, but the same thing's going to happen to this team. And, you know, my thought is, what about the Cubs and and the Diamondbacks? I hope they also get somewhat of investigated in this whole situation. I mean, this was like Theo's right-hand man, Theo Epstein. Like, they're going to have to question him too, right?
0: By Major League Baseball in a prominent position, he absolutely should, in whatever investigation they end up conducting on the matter, he should absolutely be interviewed and being considered, you know, a close associate of Jared Porter, who who might have some additional knowledge on the situation at hand and his character in general. So you're absolutely right. I mean, un- unfortunately, the way that kind of the Mets have had to take the fall for actions that took place from a current employee, um, from when that employee is not with the organization, it it just so happens in the last two years, those situations have happened um, with the Mets, and it's really unfortunate. But you're right. It, this is not an example of, and this is two different ownership groups too. This is the Wilcons didn't hire Jared Porter either. Like this is, it's really, it, it's not indicative of like the Mets, you know, being laughable yet again. They're like this is not funny. This is not something to be like making fun of them for. This is something to be taking seriously um, and and evaluating how the industry can improve because of it. It's not an excuse to jab at the Mets because a they are a very small part of this issue. And B, who's to say, I mean, this type of behavior, I'm sure, is rampant throughout the industry. And all 30 major league teams and all of their minor league teams need to be taking this issue as if it happened to their own.
1: And maybe this is something that Rob Manfred needs to take a deeper look into and and maybe hire a committee or hire a team and really start. Delving deep into this, you know, this vicious cycle of, and I'm, I'm, like we said, you know, Jared Porter is probably not the only one to do this. Heck, this doesn't even just happen in baseball, this happens in every job. Mm-hmm. So maybe they need to have a committee to do some of this vetting and, there needs to be consequences for, you know, these actions. I said last night he needed to be fired right away. Uh, I know Steve, as soon as I woke up in the morning, Steve Cohen had, you know, he he did it. He, he fired him, made no excuses. It wasn't a, you know, amicable breakup. Amicable parting of ways. Yeah.
0: He didn't resign. Yeah, they fired him.
1: They fired him and it was done with. And, you know, that that's also something I couldn't say I would believe that the Wilpons would have done. I think that they would have sat on it and, and done an investigation and, you know, it would have taken a while. And we would have been like, oh, here. we would definitely be saying the same old Mets if it would have happened under Will right. Wilpons.
0: And the thing is, you know, I, I do I do genuinely believe that Steve Cohen cares deeply about the gravity of the situation. But, but let's be frank, he doesn't want Jared Porter ruining the goodwill that he, that he built this offseason. I mean, like I was saying, think about the overwhelming positivity that has surrounded the Mets this offseason. That's unlike anything fans are used to in most of their lifetime. Like, they, frankly, from a business perspective as well, they cannot afford to be tolerating this behavior because fans will call them out on it. And they need to address it from a personal and human perspective. But I also think there's no way as like a smart businessman that Steve Cohen would have tolerated this because Frankly, it would have done so much more damage to keep Porter around for a minute longer than they did. I was pleasantly surprised when I woke up this morning that he was fired before I even woke up. And yeah, you're right. I don't know if that's something that we could have said under the previous ownership regime. But it doesn't matter at this point. What matters is that it was dealt with appropriately and about as quickly as they could have dealt with it. And hopefully they can move on, but not just move on they can actually use this as a learning experience to improve how the organization is associated with women.
1: Besides, you know, women in the industry and women in sports media, you know, Steve Cohen, he's got daughters. You know, we have a lot of Mets fans that are women and girls and, you know, you know females. You don't want to set that bad example by keeping this guy who's very creepy and making the dumbest mistake you could make and saying it's okay to do something like that.
0: Right. I mean, Major League Baseball keeps keeps whining about how they there's not enough younger fans. I mean, girls who are might potentially be interested in sports need to have better examples of who to root for. And this is not it. I mean, if Major League Baseball wants to actually to gain a sustainable young fan base, they need to have better examples of people to root for. And Immediately cutting someone like Jared Porter from the organization is the only way when the evidence is all out there, is the only way to go because you can't have, and you know, there's plenty of like players who have domestic violence allegations that are still playing in the sport, clearly aren't fantastic examples of people to root for either. But you know, if they're trying to figure out how to appeal to younger fans, a good way to start is actually having people that they're those younger fans' parents want to be setting an example for their
1: kids. It's such a crazy 24 hours of just, and the Mets had maybe about two hours beforehand had just made another trade to get another, Mm -hmm. another pitcher. And it's, you know,
0: yeah, I thought that would be the biggest news of the night for
1: sure. Yeah. It's just sad to see the Mets get put into this situation. I, I do truly believe that they had no knowledge of this, which means, you you know, the vetting needs to be a whole lot better than it is right now. And just not for the Mets, but just in all of baseball.
0: Right. And of course, not only does the vetting need to be better, but the people need to be better. I mean, it's not just let's make sure we don't hire terrible people for our organization. It's how do we reduce the number of people doing this overall? So that clearly, you know, you're right. Unfortunately, they're, they're definitely going to have to do more diverse and thoughtful background checks as I said, but But obviously, I think the bigger question is how can this behavior be eradicated? And the men have an opportunity here to attempt to lead the way on that. And I'm wondering if if they're going to take any specific actions to, in light of this to actually help address this problem. And I'm curious to see if, if that will occur and what those might be.
1: Now, Elizabeth, before I let you go, I want to know, can you just... Tell the girls out there, women out there that aspire to be in sports media, writers or analysts or even like coaches, general managers, what, what do you say to them?
0: Well, I mean, I guess what I've kind of gathered from the women that I follow on social media is that, A, in this day and age, the only way to really gain any sort of community in, in sports is to put yourself out there on social media and make contact and reach out to people. Unfortunately that could also lead to unwanted interactions and and I guess just hopefully still not being afraid to put yourself out there, share your work, um, reach out to people on Twitter asking to, you know, be a guest in their podcast or just to interview with them for an article. I, I really hope that women who are right, wanting to write about Board. As I I mean, I'm still asking people for advice. I'm certainly in no position of major, you know, I'm not really yelling down from the mountain on this, but I do think that it's important to hopefully still have the confidence to share your articles and put yourself out there on social media because ultimately that really is, I think, the only way to attempt to interact with enough people and build a community in order to um, gain sports-related connections. Um, but obviously that does come with, once your information is out there and your name is out there, then people can reach out to you. So not only just being, I guess, aware that that could happen, but also recognizing that I think something I try to do is recognizing that words can be very powerful and words of support may not don't take hardly any effort to provide, but can really mean a lot to other people. And being as liberal as possible with sharing those words of support for others that you admire. Um, that's something that I try to do. I can even do a better job at, I think. And so not only being, you know, not afraid to share your own work, but, but also just readily providing words of support for other women who are trying to do the same thing that you're doing you can go a long way towards building their confidence. And it doesn't have to just be women working in sports. It can be just supporting your friends that are pursuing their dreams, whatever those dreams may be, just reach out to them, just text them explicitly, I'm really proud of you, I, I can't wait to see what you do. Those, those words of support can really make someone's day, make someone's week, and they take virtually no effort to provide. So at the very least, just making just recognizing that you have a voice, not only you know verbally talking out loud, but also just in writing, to powerfully influence people is, is very, I'm, I think, a tool that, that people can use even more. And just realizing that it's so easy to just say, to just type that you're proud of someone um, and just providing more word support wherever you can. And not only words of support, but actual support in terms of being willing to listen to what they have to say um, over the phone or re- reading their work, commenting on it. Just um, being present in a positive way is is something that is easy to do and and can be very
1: productive. Well, Elizabeth, I can't thank you enough for joining me. You do an absolutely great job on your articles for Rising Apple. And um, I appreciate your time. Can you just let everyone know where they can follow you on Twitter?
0: Sure. Um, my Twitter is at NYMFan97. Um, that's where I share all of my work for Rising Apple, Girls to any other writing that I do. And... And, yes, yeah, that's where you'll find me for all sorts of sports, musings, baseball, and otherwise.
1: Well, I hope and to get you, so you on again.
0: Yeah, <laughs> I really appreciate it. Thank you so much. Yeah, um, no problem. i you even thought of me to have as a guest. So yeah. that, that was very kind. Thank
1: you. You got it. Let's have you on again. This time to talk, you know, some positive uh, Mets vibes, some signings, some, you know, actual gameplay. I, mean, I, I think we miss I baseball, like, a lot right now.
0: Yeah, I feel like whenever news like this happens, people always, it always makes me appreciate days where there's. A, like no news, and B, just boring, normal baseball news. It makes me appreciate those days a little little bit more because that's ultimately what sports fans really want, is sports-related news. And hopefully we can report on things like this a bit less going forward.
1: All right, Elizabeth Moratori. She writes for Rising Apple. New York website, New York Mets site for fan side and network. Girl at the game. You can find her on both of those baseball sites. She also edits the newsletter for the Internet Baseball Writers Association of America. Elizabeth, you have a great day and uh, take care. Thanks so much. I appreciate it. Awesome. Thank you. And there you have it, Elizabeth Moratori. She was great today talking about this uh, difficult subject. And um, like I said. This is a tough day to be a Mets fan right now, but uh, hopefully the reporter that has been suffering through this can find some solace, and you know, the Mets had to do what they had to do, they got rid of Jared Porter, he's been fired, and who knows if he'll even get another job in baseball again, but you know like i said earlier you make your bed and you lay in it so that's pretty much it i'm gonna wrap up the show here you can follow me on twitter at subway to shea listen to the show on anchor.fm apple Podcasts, spotify google Podcasts, radio public breaker and pocket cast also please take a few minutes to write me a review let me know what you think of the show we'll talk next time have a good one everyone